en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Aleluya. Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Aleluya. Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us.
Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, to render thanks for the great benefits that we have received at His hands to set forth His most worthy praise, to hear His holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship Him, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by His infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with a whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Alleluia, the Lord is risen indeed. Come, let us adore him. Alleluia. Christ our Passover. Alleluia. Christ our Passover has been sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Alleluia. Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives in God. So also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus Christ our Lord. Alleluia! Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Alleluia! The 23rd Psalm the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in straight path for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, 
and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Those who had been baptized devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone, because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all, as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. The word of the Lord.
a reading from the first epistle of Peter. It is a credit to you if, being aware of God, you endure pain while suffering unjustly. If you endure when you are beaten for doing wrong, what credit is that? But if you endure when you do right and suffer for it, you have God's approval. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was abused, he did not return abuse. When he suffered, he did not threaten. But he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that free from sins, we might live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. For you were going astray like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
A reading from the Gospel according to John. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, who climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved, and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Homily for the fourth Sunday of Easter. Good morning, and I'm happy to be with you again. As was the case when I last preached, I'm sorry you are not sitting in front of me in the sanctuary, but for now this arrangement is the best we have. And I want to again thank Father Mario for putting these sessions together. The first half of chapter 10 of John's Gospel, Jesus is portrayed as the Good Shepherd. I hope the image that comes to mind is one where Jesus is a vibrant young man carrying the lost lamb on his broad shoulders. Jesus is the shepherd. We are the one rescued. During this time of pandemic, I think we are all seeking the solid shoulders of a protector, one who makes us feel safe and secure while we are surrounded by such uncertainty and chaos. I'm going to address our gospel reading in what I see as the three stages of human development. First, from a child's perspective, remember back when you were a child, or if that was too long ago, then as a parent watching your own child grow, or if even that's too long ago, then watching a grandchild. We see them readily relate to Jesus as a good shepherd who loves his sheep. Jesus watches out for his sheep and takes care of them. Jesus calls his sheep by name. You see something similar when you watch your child or grandchild play with their stuffed toys. They spend time with them. They take care of them. Children often name their stuffed toys and will address them by name. It's a gesture of endearment on the part of the child towards their make-believe minions. The same is true of Jesus, who calls us by name, his endeared ones. Children know their pets recognize them and their voice. Children often talk about their pets and how they care for them. They make the connection between their responsibility to care for their pets and their pets' dependence upon them, just as Jesus cares for us and we are dependent upon Him. Also, as parents and grandparents, we teach our children and grandchildren to be wary of strangers, and if not wary, then at least cautious. This is the same caution Jesus related to his followers in our gospel 
beware of thieves and bandits. All of us must be careful. We all need to ask who is attempting to influence us and who are we allowing to influence us. Are they the ones I would entrust the welfare of my children or my grandchildren to? More to the point is, are they someone I'm willing to entrust my soul to? Are they leading me towards Christ or away from Him? Next, we can view this gospel as a teenager might. Teens know what it's like to recognize someone's voice. For example, when a boyfriend or a girlfriend calls to the other, they know immediately who's calling them and the affection their name holds for the other person. Our name holds great affection with Jesus. Teens also know about proper admission to sporting events and concerts. They have first-hand experience of gates and barriers that open to allow the right people to enter. So, although they may know little about sheep in a pen, they would understand when Jesus talks about authorized entry through the gate and to be aware of gate crashers, the equivalent of the thieves and bandits of Jesus' time. Finally, the adults. Many of us can identify times in our lives when we have been like sheep without a shepherd. We sometimes get confused about our calling or for when things didn't work out as we had hoped, whether in our job, our marriage, our ministry, our other commitments. We have sometimes found ourselves in a sinful pattern of behavior and have felt like lost sheep. Maybe we feel like lost sheep right now as we find ourselves disoriented in the middle of this pandemic. We are likely embarrassed by our failures, perhaps confused, but we need to remember Jesus is a loving friend who is anxious for us to return to him, and he will console us. I think we often are too hard on ourselves, expecting too much, thinking we should be perfect, or at least better than we are. After Jesus talks about himself as a good shepherd, what does the gospel say about his followers? They did not understand what he was saying to them. And we often don't get things right either. We make mistakes. We do dumb things. We say things in the heat of the moment and then regret what we've said because of the pain it inflicted. Does that make us a bad person? No. It shows we're imperfect and human. I recently read how the imperfect apostles offer us hope. We believe all the apostles are saints, but they certainly didn't always act saintly. They bickered. They fought over who was the most important. As mentioned earlier, they frequently didn't understand what Jesus was telling them. They frustrated Jesus. They doubted Jesus. They wanted earthly power. Peter denied Jesus three times, but all the apostles deserted him during his passion when they felt they too were vulnerable and might be persecuted. It's worth noting other than one or two references to Peter after Pentecost, nothing more is said about the apostles. Wouldn't you think that these twelve important men would have been chronicled so we would know all the wonderful things they did to promote the beginning of Christianity? Instead, we are left with legends, things that might have happened, places they might have traveled to, but little is known for sure. Since the apostles' fame did not follow them, what does it tell us? What guidance should we take from it? Jesus did not expect his apostles to be perfect, and they certainly did not achieve perfection in their lifetime. However, what Jesus did expect of them was a certain greatness. Not the greatness of something spectacular, like walking on water, 
but the greatness that comes from the sublime, the understated. Jesus washed the feet of the apostles before the Last Supper and told them to do the same for others. Jesus wanted their greatness to be achievable, doable, while at the same time it was an act of humility in the service of others. That's the greatness Jesus was looking for in his apostles, and it's the greatness that he's looking for in us. Jesus also breathed upon the apostles and commissioned them to go out and be forgivers in the world. In the Our Father, we ask God to forgive our sins, our trespasses. But there is a catch, and that catch is we have to forgive those who trespass our sin against us. Forgiveness is an action Jesus called his apostles to do. It's an action we are all called on to do. By doing these sublime, understated actions, then we achieve greatness in the eyes of Jesus. If we do these things, will we still be sinners? Yes. Will we continue to be impatient, get angry, and lie? Yes. Do we need to be cautious about those who lead us and who we are willing to follow? Yes. Is a Christian way of life easy? No. So why follow Jesus, the Good Shepherd? It's his promise that he came so we may have life and have it abundantly. This is the promise Jesus makes to us. All he asks of us is to trust in him and to give our best effort, even though he is well aware that at times our best efforts will fall short. Even so, he promises that despite our shortcomings, he will always love us because he is a good shepherd who always cares for his sheep. Amen. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day He rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
prayers of the people. In peace, we pray to you, Lord God. For all people in their daily life and work, for our families, friends, and neighbors, and for those who are alone and those without work. For this community, the nation, and the world, for all who work for the testing, treatment, and cure for coronavirus-19, for the just and proper use of your creation, for the victims of pandemics, hunger, fear, injustice, and oppression. who are in danger, sorrow, or any kind of trouble, for those who minister to the sick, the friendless, and the needy, for the peace and unity of the Church of God, for all who proclaim the gospel, and all who seek the truth. Michael, our presiding bishop, for Barry and Susan, our bishops, for Father Mario, Father Boat, Deacon Carey, and for all our lay ministers. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings of this life. We pray for all who have died that they may have a place in your eternal kingdom. Let us pray for the special needs and concerns of this congregation and where you are right now. At this time, you can take a moment to pause the recording to offer your own prayers. Almighty and eternal God, 
ruler of all things in heaven and earth. Mercifully accept the prayers of your people and strengthen us to do your will. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. This is Father Mario. Before our closing prayers, allow me to say, on behalf of the clergy, lay leaders, parishioners, and friends of the Church of the Holy Apostles, thank you. Thank you for praying with us today. I invite you to join us next Sunday, and please subscribe to our podcast to receive future episodes. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also find us on the web at one word holyapostlesvb.org. That's holyapostlesvb.org. Or simply search for Church of the Holy Apostles, Virginia Beach, Virginia. And once again, thank you. The following prayer is usually recited as part of evening prayer, but as we continue to live in these extraordinary times, it is adapted for today. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this morning, afternoon, and night. And give your angels charge over those who sleep or are trying to get some sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. May the blessing of God Almighty, Padre, Hijo, y Espíritu Santo, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia.